McGruff here. I want you to learn a song that tells people to say no to drugs. Users are losers, and losers are users. So don't use drugs, don't use drugs. Winners don't use, and users don't win. So don't use drugs, don't use drugs. If you know a user even part of the time. Mm. Words to live by. Words to live by. <laughs> you heard him. Users are, in fact, losers. Users mm. are losers. Man. My so entire Brandon, life has now changed. So, Brandon, what's your favorite drug? My favorite drug has got to be... Ooh, ooh. I, I love Molly. Love, love me some Molly. Molly. Love me the Molly. Molly Ringwald is great. I will agree. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I couldn't think of any famous Mollies. <laughs> See, there's Molly Ringwald, and that's it. That there's that's the only famous Molly. That's the only famous Molly. I dare you to think of another one. I can't. <laughs> I legitimately can't think because I can't even think back to whenever Molly was like a legitimate name to use. Because like Molly's now just like an old person name. Yeah. I I feel like. Oh wait, Molly Weasley. From Harry Potter. Oh uh, yes, because I have definitely read that, and my parents from, definitely from, let me read from that. Harrison Porker. <laughs> <laughs> Harry was actually short for Harriet. That's why he was in. I have the, no idea, it, honestly, if her name was Molly in that book. I have no idea. Uh, was it Lily? No, Lily was Harry's mom. Oh. She was Lily Potter. Lily Potter. See, okay, here's the thing. I definitely didn't read them as a kid because I was oh. not allowed. My my family was one of those who was like, no witchcraft and sorcery. Yeah, they let me let you read Lord of the Rings. Yeah, Lord of the Rings was perfectly fine. My dad goes, it's redemptive. Oh, I think also because the author was kind of writing with uh, Christian themes kind of throughout. Yeah, well, no, see, that's an interesting thing about uh, Tolkien is that so him and C.S. Lewis and C.S. Lewis was major into like writing like stories that were just like pictures of like biblical faith. Right. But uh, Tolkien actually criticized lewis for doing that really yeah and said it's like like if if you're going to write just write don't do it with the intent of like persuading people or proving anything to anyone just write and that's it Hmm. which is hilarious because you can see so many biblical parallels in lord of the rings yeah and like in the hobbit and everything it's like okay well you didn't really listen to your own advice but (laughs) i also heard that um, I'm not sure if this is true, but I, I know at least some of Tolkien's books. No, which I can't remember if it was Tolkien. It was Tolkien. Some of Tolkien's books were written by the the word. They, he was paid by the word. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I wasn't sure if that was with yeah, that, Lord of the Rings or, um, or if that was. No, that that's same with uh, uh, what was his name? Not it was it Dawkins or Dickens. That was the same Dickens, with, uh, Charles Dickens. Charles Dickens, like he got paid by the word. Mm-hmm. So that's why, like, if you if you read through, um, like, Great Expectations or anything, like every paragraph is a page and a half long. It's because, yeah. Like, I just need to figure out how I can make a good story and still make it sound like reasonable mm-hmm. with as many words as possible. <laughs> actually, no, he was paid by the letter, I think. By the letter, that's even yeah. worse. Yeah. Well, it was like Man. half. It was like half of pence or something like that per letter. So, like, for okay. all for all of Great Expectations, he probably got like, I don't know, like, eight hundred pounds. 
Like, yeah. it probably wasn't much. Yeah. But it is, it, it reminds me of that. Uh, there's a vine going back, Rip Vine, rest in peace. All right, uh, there was a, a vine where a, a news reporter is going, 15 people were killed today in a Bronx in the fire that f- killed 15 people in a Bronx, in the Bronx today in a fire. Yeah. And it was just like repeated <laughs> the same three things in like a, a 10 second. It was the most amazing thing. I don't know how she crammed so many words, so many repeated words into one sentence without even noticing. Uh, probably because it was on the teleprompter and like whoever was writing it was just trying to goof around. <laughs> they were writing it as she's saying it. Which is like, like, that sounds good. Which like, if you, <laughs> if, if you think about it, whenever, what, what happened? I just heard an entire commotion. I live, I'm in the basement right now and there's just this floor above me and I literally heard just like a, <laughs> and I, think, <laughs> I think it was the dog getting excited because it was getting its food. Oh. <laughs> but no, uh, crap, what was I saying? Uh, you're talking about the news reporter t- oh, yeah. teleprompter. Yeah, if if you think about it, that's really messed up because, like, if you do that at any time, you could be putting it into like a really horrible story. <laughs> <laughs> like, and you're just trying to goof around and get a laugh from like out of everyone. It's, no. it's like the entire family was murdered. The <laughs> child, the child was split open, and open and open and open and open and open and what 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 what. <laughs> It's like, just be, just imagine like them going into like a full scale, like freestyle rap, <laughs> in you, the middle of a horrible story. Have you seen Bruce Almighty? Yeah. There's oh, yeah, that yeah. one scene with Steve Carell. He's like talking about whatever, and then can you imagine if they blended the two? Where it's like Steve Carell is going, 15 people were killed tonight in a forest fire, and my tiny nipples went to France. Yeah. <laughs> and that was that would be. I want to see the worst timed combinations of phrases. Your parents wouldn't let you watch Harry Potter, but they'd let you watch Bruce Almighty. I will, I watched it later. All right, okay. and I don't. I think I might have watched it on my own or whatever. But it was it was probably at a friend's house because okay. that it sounds like one of those friends' night like sleepover movies that you would watch. No, I had a I had a guy I knew in like middle school and high school who he his parents would like watch everything beforehand to make sure it was okay for him, like even in yeah. high school, and so. Uh, we were watching I Robot uh, with Will mm. Smith. Love that movie. It's a fantastic movie. But <laughs> the thing is, is that there's a scene in it where uh, there was a lady who confronts Will Smith and says the word ass. <gasps> I know. <laughs> like, God forgive me. Oh, my but, goodness. Um, but yeah, so they had like clear vision on their TV. So oh remember, yes! Remember Clear Vision, dude? Was it Clear Vision or Clear Play? I think I, I think this one was Clear Vision. Okay, because I had some friends who they had they were a very conservative family, homeschooled, like maybe the most sheltered family. They're amazing now. Their kids turned out okay, but, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but they had Clear Play, which is like the censoring thing. We watched Transformers on it, and oh yeah, it was awesome that was the no, best thing no, ever it, it censored out ass to, and turned it into heiny <laughs> which like dude even in christian circles heiny isn't like <laughs> cool in the slightest like, I don't <laughs> any point no one has said heiny and then people gone yeah yeah that's normal i yeah. accept that yeah kick is perfectly heiny. fine <laughs> like no Gosh. no one's outside of a bar like fighting and then like the crowd's going yeah kick is heiny man <laughs> 
now I want to find a way to open up a store and incorporate the word Heine into it and have it either be like a fun play on words or something like that. Uh, have it be a store. You need to change your name to Heinrich. Heinrich, okay. Heinrich, change your change your name to Heinrich, and then your first or last uh, name. Either way, okay, it works either way. And then uh, you're going to sell prosthetic posteriors. <laughs> so you're going to be you're going to say Heinrich's Heinies prosthetic posteriors. <laughs> I like where you went with that. That was good. That had a good build up. Nice conclusion, and it was delivered well. I, I congratulate you on that one. Yeah. So what can I help you with today? Dude, my butt. I just, I, I don't know what to do with it anymore. My hiney is, is just, it's, it's not up to, up to par, it's, man. It's just being such a pain in the butt. Can you figure it out for me? Oh, pain in the butt. I see what you did there. <laughs> I still have humor over four months of quarantine. Four months of quarantine and horrible th- things going on in the world. By the way, this oh, is figure it out. Yes, it is. We've been doing this for like seven, eight minutes, and we haven't said that. Uh, yeah. My name is Robert Mathias. And I'm Brandon Estes. Welcome to the show. We're just trying to figure things out, figure out what's going on in our minds and the minds of all Americans at this point, because we're, we're all losing out, it. We're trying to figure we're out losing all the it. problems of the world. We're serving. We're ser- well, we are solving <laughs> all of them. We're serving yes. and solving. Serving hey, up I did not, solutions. Hey, we, are, we are not solvers. <laughs> we, are, we, are, we, are, we, we, we are not able to solve any of your problems, but we will talk through it with, with you for hours if you want. We'll help you figure it out in your own mind. <laughs> <laughs> we, will, we will go through all of the bad options so that you can come to the good ones. Yeah, there you, you go. Know? For instance, don't have a prosthetic posterior store. Don't yeah. do that. Only, That's, sell there's pros- not a- only sell prosthetic uh, genitalia. Yeah, there's a there's not a good market for prosthetic posteriors. <laughs> Wait, what would you call? Okay, it has there has to be alliteration though. So what would it be? It'd be prosthetic posteriors, and then what for genitalia? <laughs> Generic genitalia. But that's not no, because that's like that's just saying it's like it's okay. You said it. You, oh yeah. Because you, you don't want... Like, Giant genitalia. <laughs> sure. Sure, we'll go with that. Because I, I got nothing. Gigantic no matter what... No matter what road I go down, I'm in trouble. So I'm just going <laughs> to... I can't... You, we can't win with this conversation. Let's, let's, just, let's just move on. I don't man. know what you mean because I feel like I'm winning. you are you have the confidence and you have everything else to back it up i can't i don't i don't have that i don't have the guts to back that up okay fair enough it takes a very special person with a very specific set of skills you're like the liam neeson of talking with about genitalia (laughs) (laughs) wait why why liam neeson because I was saying that you have a very specific set of skills, and that was, oh, okay, that was what you. triggered it in my mind, at least. I I'm hoping you. someone, I'm, I, I really hope that someone in the world will be able to follow my train of thought and go, yeah, that makes sense. It's like you, you are able <laughs> to talk about anything, and I basically sound like I'm just saying the word Heine over and over again. People go, that just doesn't make sense. I don't get that. That's all right. We're have we already gone alone. through, I think we already did uh, the different names for poop. We've done that, right? Uh, I, I, took, I took you through a list of the different names for poop. 
I don't think so. But if we want to go down this road, then I think we already did. So I don't want to do it again. Okay. Okay. But that was a fun time in my mind. (laughs) (laughs) That was a good memory for one of us. I have. I don't have any memory of it. Okay, dude. So, uh, the intro song that I played. Yeah. uh, Which is called. uh, Uh, Losers Losers don't don't win. Or wait, winners don't use. Winners Winners don't use. That's what it was. Yeah, so that is from an album released by McGruff the Crime Dog. McGruff the Crime Dog. Yes, and it's called Smart Kids Don't Use Drugs. Sounds like the like the the dog partner detective for Detective Bittenbinder from the John Mulaney bits. <laughs> yeah, that's perfect. I feel like Bittenbinder would show those songs after his talks about street smarts, and then that would be. That'd be how he wraps it all up yeah. is with uh, McGruff. Okay, but here's the thing. So there's uh, the, another song on there called Marijuana. Now, there, there, there's three songs specifically that I love, but uh, my, <laughs> like one of them is called Marijuana. My favorite is play, Marijuana. And I want to play it for you right now. Okay, let's hear it. Dude, it's it's okay. a weirdly good song. Honestly, yeah, it's like the beginning. It's it's kind of a bop. I was half jokingly just like kind of bobbing my head to it, but then I hear that da da da, and I'm like, oh, dude, oh, for real? Yes. It's kind. It kind of goes hard. I'm down for it. But yeah, so there's a. Oh, let me see if I can get to the right part. Your life is a gift. Don't abuse it. And you know, if you get. Like, listen to that crescendo, Dude, man. That's good. Dude, it's it's a masterpiece. Like, I'm sure if they clean up those lyrics and then have someone who was actually trying while singing, that could be a good song. Dude, for real. No, like, um, that, that's one thing that always throws me off. This entire album is sung by the guy who does McGriff's voice and he's he sounds like the same guy you'd hear at chuck e cheese exactly not not chuck e cheese but the other guy like not chuck he has friends not chuck no you, not you the would, cheese you, yeah you would hear you would not hear chuck you would hear uh charles yeah <laughs> <laughs> you would hear chuck's father oh mr cheese mr cheese <laughs> do, you know mr. What, do you know what the e in Chuck E. Cheese stands for? Oh, it's something weird. It's something freakish, and I can't remember what it is. It's not freakish, actually. What is it? It's entertainment. What? Yes. His name is Charles Entertainment Cheese. He was born for this. Yeah. Like, it, it's like his parents gave him that middle name, and, like, he had no other avenues to go down. <laughs> <laughs> his options were limited. Like, they might as well have just named him, like, like Charles uh, Pizzeria Cheese. <laughs> <laughs> See, I think with that, you can go down more, more routes because you can have like an entertainment place like Chuck E. Cheese is now, or you can have like a Papa John's, you know? Mm-hmm. You imagine like if Chuck E. Cheese opened up its own restaurants, completely dis- discarding all of their games, 
and everything. Okay, yeah. If you I, think back, that pizza slapped. That was good pizza. Okay, okay, one second though. You're thinking back to whenever you were a child. Yeah, so what? I was a very picky eater. That was good stuff. Dude, you were a kid. You ate pizza no matter what kind of pizza it was. That's not true. Well, <laughs> <laughs> like, that, I'm sorry, dude. Did, did you know that Chuck E. Cheese sold beer for the parents? What? Yeah. I, can't, I think they kind of have to. I'm surprised they don't sell tequila. No, they, they only sell beer. But, like, but yeah, they, they sell beer for the parents. I think they actually stopped in the last few years. But they, they used it. Because <laughs> they, they didn't want drunken parents breaking the whack-a-mole. Well, they knew that the parents had to drive afterwards. Also true. Yeah. So, like, they were like, it's like okay, so, like, we had the beer so the parents would want to stay. But, yeah. like, when the, they have to drive home, like, we don't want them drinking too much and then driving home. So we're just going to stop ter- serving beer altogether. Speaking of which, you know what I never understood? Bars that weren't walking distance from people's houses. Because that means that, because like there, the point. Bars that are walking distance from people's houses. There I feel are bars like the, underneath apartment complexes. Well, no, I'm saying like I don't understand bars that aren't walking distance. Oh, okay, like just that they exist in general. Like if they're far, like they, you are forced to drive there. Because that means that at least one person is not going to be able to have any alcohol. The point in which they are, like that's the reason they're going yeah. to a bar. And I don't understand. I mean, that's not necessarily true. I mean, I if, if I ever go to a bar, I'm going to hang out with friends because I don't really drink. But uh, like, uh, yeah. a bar is a fun environment. Yeah, well, also, I can't really – because part of the reason why I don't understand is because, you know, I'm not 21 yet. Give me a month. One month. Um, you're so young. I'm, I'm, so, I'm really young, dude. I, I forget that you're, like, 27. Yeah, hey, you got it right. I did get it. I was going back and forth between 27 and 28, and so I went with the low. I bet the under. I'm 27 and I have a kidney failure. Yeah. I'm 20 and I have no future planned ahead of me. Ah, uh, you have a future. You're doing. I have a future. It's just I have no idea where it's going to be. True. I and I don't I don't know where I'm going to be either. I know I'm not going to yeah. be at school in Arkansas. Yeah. <laughs> Tragic. Yeah. But yeah. Dude, this next year was going to be so legit. I actually had no idea if it was going to be legit or not. Okay. I've heard that some schools, some college, a lot of colleges actually, are considering starting either early or on time and then having no breaks until Thanksgiving and then being done at Thanksgiving and not coming back for that two or three weeks after Thanksgiving. Oh, so like waiting the entire month of December and then coming back in January? Yeah. Dude, that sounds awesome. See, I don't know how I feel about that. I, dude, I would feel so good about that because here's the thing, like, our school, like, we're, like, not all schools have a fall break like our school does. That's true. So, like, I would 100% be into just going until Thanksgiving and then having an entire month or a month and a half back home. Yeah. And then doing spring semester with spring, spring break and whatever, like, breaks you have there. You usually have one spring break. You only have spring break. Yeah, you have maybe one or two days throughout. But yeah, uh, that's what I like about fall semester is that it's a lot, in my opinion, a lot more laid back because you yeah. do have more breaks. You have fall break. You have, because I mean, even for the most stingy colleges, you have like a day. So you have a long weekend there. You yeah, have. You think about it. You're cutting off like three weeks of school, if that's the case. But you're also not having those breaks. 
Right, but like you're you're having an extended break at the end of it or in the middle. Yeah, well, I don't. Well, I've already spent. I will have spent five months, almost half of my year with my family, and as much as I love my family, I miss my people. I have a life outside okay. of my family. I understand that. I get that. Yeah, because like here's the thing. I'm gonna like come visit up in Arkansas whenever school starts back up, and I'm gonna be mm-hmm. visiting friends and stuff, like even down here. So like. I, I understand, like, they're part of your life now, too, so you want to be with them. I get that. Yeah. And what sucks for me is I'm 16 hours away. Like, the closest person to me yeah. is ten hour, is a 10-hour drive. Yeah. Whenever you go back for Thanksgiving break, you don't drive, do you? you, you I fly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You bougie piece of garbage. Oh, yeah. Super bougie. Living in an unfinished basement. Yeah. Flying coach. Oh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I've learned because I also I haven't flown until college. Like I flew once in I think I was in like kindergarten or something, oh. and I flew out to Arizona, and I have very little memory of it. But that is the only time up until last year that I've flown. And okay. since I've gone to school, since I've gone to school, I have flown four times. Yeah, it's been like, like twice flying? a year. Do you like flying? I love flying. Okay. I love it. I love traveling. I would love to at least incorporate some travel into my career if I can, if I can go outside of the state. Cause I'm realizing that I love seeing parts of the U S and just being able to experience those things. Oh dude, wait until you're able to fly to like another country. Ooh, I was going to do that this summer. I was going to go to Colombia, oh, really? but, That's awesome. mm-hmm. but I was not able to do to the COVID. <sighs> yeah. Yeah, thing. I, I had friends who were going to uh, Jordan. Oh, yep. Yeah, so mm-hmm. theirs got canceled. I had a, you and I both had a friend who was in South Korea. And her yeah. Friend, he had to come back. Yeah, we had, I had a couple friends in Ecuador. Yeah. I had a friend who was going to go to Spain. I, one of our friends was going to go to Spain. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was... That's rough, man. I, I, I can't imagine being in that position right now. Like. I know. Like, granted, I wouldn't have been able to go anyway, even if COVID wasn't a thing. But, like, right. having it just ripped away from you like that, that sucks. Mm-hmm. But what would be even worse, in my opinion, is getting stuck there. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Because I, uh, my brother-in-law, uh, well, I, okay, I don't know how to describe this. Because I have my brother-in-law, which is my sister's husband. Yeah. And then I have his family. So, like, that would be my brother-in-law's brother, but I feel like that's too much of a mouthful. So I most of the time just shorten it to brother-in-law. Yeah. But it's confusing. Anyway, my brother-in-law's brother, he's the same age as me. And he was in Germany. He was going to, he was supposed to spend the entire semester, this past semester in Germany. Cause he's a German major. And like, I'm pretty sure he's going to live in Germany or work for a big German company whenever he graduates. Uh, but he had to come back. And they were saying, you know, we really, at the beginning of all of it, whenever they're kind of hearing that things were shutting down and that things were kind of getting weird because of COVID, uh, the program that he was with, they were telling him, you know, you should, I think we, you should stay, you know, as long as you can, even, that, even if that means you stay over the time that uh, you can or that you would normally go, because we want you to be a part of the culture. We want you to really get a part of what Germany is about. Because the very Germans are very proud people, but also once they heard that Trump was closing the border, they go, "Oh no, you need to go back now," yeah. because um, 
He will not, you will not be let in until probably next year. I don't actually know whenever the borders are going to be. Did you hear about the, the cruise ship that was out there? There's no. A, there was a cruise ship whenever the lockdown went, like, went into effect. <laughs> Wait, yes. Yeah. And they were out on sea for like two and a half, three months. Yeah. And they were not able to come back. Yeah. They weren't allowed to come back. They like, they had to have like fuel shipped out to them and everything to make sure like they could. Crazy. Yeah. So they just got back like, uh, like yesterday or two days ago. Gosh. Imagine, yeah. dude, imagine either all the sunburn or, oh. or all the uh, like farmer's tans. on the Oh, earth. everyone's going to be deeply, richly tanned by that oh, point. Yeah. <laughs> Like they're gonna look like a leather handbag. Oh yeah. <laughs> hey, one sec. Hey, open up your eyes. You've got to see. Alcohol fills your world with lies. Listen to me. See, I was thinking it was going to be some, you know, useful information or something that's going to pertain to whatever we were talking about. Now, just talking about alcohol. Hey, we were talking about bars earlier, okay? Okay, but that was that's a lot. That's long gone. <laughs> look at our, if you look at our rabbit trail, rabbit trail, rabbit hole, or no, what's the term? Is it like if you if you look rabbit at hole train of thought rabbit train hole of, rabbit, rabbit. that's what it was train of thought train of thought or rabbit hole okay. But uh, if you follow our train of thought, that would have been several cities back. That was like five cars ago. I get it. But still, it's part <laughs> of the train. Fine. Whatever. But no, we'll go back like, to it. But yeah, you were talking about how this, like the other McGruffin, the marijuana song. Yeah. Uh, you're saying that it's like, if they just kind of like got someone who really is a good, like good vocalist and everything, like it made like the lyrics make more sense. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, it would be a good song. Dude, listen to the instrumentals of alcohol. Sounds fantastic. That sounds pretty good. Hey, open up oh. your... <laughs> I, thought, I thought it was going to be, you know, an actual instrumental, not just like the opening thing. And I was like, okay, I can, yeah, I can go with this. I might, if I could find the instrumental version of that, I might put that on my study playlist. But even the um, the the backup vocals are fantastic. It's like, just the singer and the lyrics. But like, dude, my the backup vocals are fantastic. Alcohol fills your world with lies. Listen to me. Don't be a no. It's no good when you're drinking. Tell your no. It won't show you. in your head <laughs> and it also it very much also sounds like uh schoolhouse rock it does you remember yeah. that yeah i my little brother and sister they are nine no sorry they're eight they're about to be one of them is about to be nine uh eight and eleven and uh they have never heard of schoolhouse rock oh buddy. Uh -huh. oh, that's, oh that's, yeah dude, that's a gold mine that's because my sister and I grew, oh, oh, it's the best thing ever. Grammar, Grammar Rock was my favorite. Mm -hmm. 
my Brett favorite, was all of it. My favorite was on the bill. Yep, we listened to that one. Yeah. No, it is that Oof. or uh, what was it? The Electric Company. Oh yeah. Or Conjunction Junction. That one's great too. Oh wait, Electric Company. Electric Company. I thought was like a. Is that I thought, complete, thing? I thought that's completely different. Oh okay. Well, I don't know, dude. I'm 27. I forget things. <laughs> I'm losing my mind. But uh, but yeah, dude. Oh man. Oh man, I'm dude. I, I'm <laughs> it's all flown. I'm watching <laughs> you like devolve into what was your childhood. You're just going. It's crazy. Dude, Schoolhouse Rock was one of those interesting things, though, because like it taught like useful information, but like it wasn't too like too much for um, like kids to understand. Yeah, like it was just like very basic stuff, like this is a bill and this is how a bill gets uh, proposed and passed and possibly vetoed. Like, mm-hmm. and that's, that's all it taught. It taught like those four things. And then yeah. conjunction, conjunction junction was like, it's like, okay, there are some words you can put together and they make a whole new word. And, but it means the same thing as those two words separately. And it's it's, like, I, I need that for adults. You just name it adulthood rock. And it talks about like the very basics for doing your taxes <laughs> and how to change a flat I mean, I know how to change a flat, which is like all of those basic life skills. Yeah. I need one. I need something like that. Because music is a completely different level of learning, in my opinion. Like you can learn so much through songs. Like you have songs that you've not heard for 10 years and you can still sing every single word. And you can't do that with anything else. Mm -hmm. Nothing else does that. Like, no one's going to look back on, like, their 10th grade whatever, like, economics economics uh, class, and they go, oh, yes, recession. <laughs> it's the only thing for economics that I can remember, which is really bad because so I just back, got done. You look back at your psychology class and say, oh, yes, depression. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, Freud was obsessed with sex. That's all I got from AP Psych. Honest yeah. to goodness, that's the only thing I got. Yeah. Freudian slip when you say one thing, but you mean your mother. <laughs> <laughs> That's one of my favorite. Like, That's so good. Dumb psychology jokes. Yeah, my sister's a psych major too, so I get. Oh. I get some of that too. I love. I love psychology. I think psychology mm. is so fascinating. I don't want to go into it just because. It doesn't I, pay. Well, no, it pays a ridiculous amount. Okay, it depends on who you are and what you're going into. Yes, if you're going into clinical psychology, it pays a a crap load. (laughs) 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 Uh, Swearing on this podcast, we oh no, no. (laughs) If you want want swearing, go watch my other podcast or listen to my other podcast called When We Have Time. Now watch it. I want you to watch it. Watch it. I mean, we're going to be streaming on Twitch next time we do it. Oh, nice, dude. That's yeah, awesome. So it's going to be fun. Hopefully, we can get, like, people to, like, come into the stream and, like, ask questions. It'll be fun. Yeah, that'd be dope. But, um, but yeah, so. Clinical. Yeah, so, like, if you go into, like, clinical psychology, like, there's, you can definitely get paid really well for it. Mm-hmm. My, my only issue is that, like, I've been diagnosed <laughs> with, uh, like, clinical depression. Mm-hmm. So if I got into the field of psychology, no matter how interesting I think it is, I know it would have a negative effect on me. Hmm. Like I, I know I would like somehow fall back into like a deep depression because like of 
Well, because of how deep you'll be delving into it? Well, delving into psychology and delving into other people's psychologies. Mm-hmm. And like, I, I just, I know for a fact that would affect me poorly because like, I'm, I'm already kind of like the person my friends talk to, like whenever they need to vent. Yeah. So like whenever that happens, I'm already having to fight back that like urge to like really empathize with them. Cause if I empathize too strongly, I'll like, it'll, it'll start affecting me the same way. Yeah. Cause I, I experienced something similar where I have to separate myself. If people come to me with things, I cannot help them by taking that burden and putting it on myself and making it my responsibility because as soon as they stop getting better or if they aren't improving at any point, I'm going to make that my fault. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so you, that's kind of psych 101 is do not, if you're going to do that type of thing, do not as, associate yourself with that person's issues. Right. And it's all, it's very difficult. And that's why I know that I, <clears throat> I wouldn't necessarily be worked at, cut out for it for that kind of work. But my sister is, she's really, really good at seeing the person and removing her own emotions from it and seeing it as objectively as she can. And it's a unique gift that she has that I do not. Cause I'm like, I want to help you with all your problems. Let me fix it. And right. you can't, you can't do that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm the same way. I, I have some friends specifically that I worry about them so much because I know how quickly they regress mm. and like I'm either constantly texting them or like checking in with them every now and then to be like, it's like, Hey, I'm just curious. How, how's everything going? Like I have one friend specifically, you, you know, the person I'm talking about more than likely, but, uh, but they're not living with their parents right now. Uh, even though like that is their place of like living, like that's where they r- reside. Um, but like they're not living there and they're like, and it's just, it's an unhealthy home life. So like they're mm. away from them, but like I'm, I'm che- constantly checking in with them and being like, Hey, so how's everything going? How's this situation? Like, do you have any idea what's going to happen next? But, yeah. 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 It's all, it's all hard to kind of navigate that. But one thing that I know you do really well is we are able, you are able to just keep it light. You know, keep it fresh, keep it breezy, light and breezy. I, yeah. I really try to. Yeah, because I think we'd be remiss if we didn't mention what's going on right now in the world. Um, mm-hmm. For everyone who doesn't know, if you're listening to this, which I'm sure you probably do just because it's everywhere, uh, a man by the name of George Floyd, an African-American man, uh, was murdered by a police officer. Um after he had held his knee on his neck uh, with his full weight for almost nine full minutes. Mm-hmm. Uh, since then, there's been a huge, uh, it's, al- it's almost a revolution around the world at this point of uh, like protests and riots uh, going on in the name of George Floyd and, and against police brutality. Uh, and the reason I haven't wanted to do a sh- another show for a while is because I've been, it's really hard to be funny in this time. And I know right now this isn't funny. This is like a serious talk, but, uh, but yeah, it's, it's, it's tough to like giggle and laugh and, you know, 
put positive energy out there when there's so much negative out there as well. Like that's weighing down everything at the moment. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's really tough just because for me specifically, I see it and I see a lot of reacting Mm -hmm. and that's something that I, I don't necessarily want to do because I see this, I see an injustice. I see something that is blatantly completely undeniably wrong. Exactly. Horrible. And it sh- like things like that should not happen. And yes, there are a lot of issues systemically with African-American people and within our society as a whole. Um, but like, there's just a lot of things that I personally don't know. And so I don't want to go out and, and do something that I, kn- that I don't know I could put my full support behind. Right. And it's really difficult for me because I'm trying to find this balance of I'm upset with this and I want justice for this while also trying to balance that with my own Christian perspective and a perspective of a posture of learning and a posture of humility and saying that I don't know what's, what's best. And so me going out and acting a specific way or saying something specifically is going to be something that is the best thing. So ultimately I want what is best for each person group, each nation, each community. And so it's, uh, it's been a tough time for me specifically. I know that, you know, Robert's been, been speaking out on this because I know that he feels really passionately about this and he, and so you also have become more informed through it. And Mm -hmm. unfortunately, one of my uh, impulses is whenever I see something this strong, this forceful happening, my first reaction is to kind of pull away. And that's not necessarily the right or wrong thing to do in the situation. So I'm, I'm still personally trying to figure out where I stand in all of it. And so I think first and foremost, for me, it's just coming at this with a posture of, of love and a posture of, of learning. So it's just been a really weird time. Yeah, man, it's just, it's just a lot. It's it's a lot. And I, I, I don't blame anyone for recognizing that this is a heavy topic and saying it's like, okay, let me take a step back because like too, too much all at once I know can be rough on people. Uh, and as someone who does like psychology, like, like I know how this has affected me psychologically and I know how it can affect other people psychologically. And I don't, want you to experience that but i do want you to stand up for what's right and like like it's what happened wasn't right it was the exact it was the exact opposite it was horrible it was it was the most not not the most awful thing we've ever seen like trust me we've seen worse but it's it's horrible to see that it just thank god that we have the ability to catch this stuff on camera now yeah so people just don't get away with it like 15 years ago people were getting away with this kind of stuff because like there there wasn't there wasn't always people filming it yeah and i think that this is something that that i can see definitely as an opportunity yeah because because of how the, the world is reacting, not just to this, but with everything else that's going on, 
I think that this is a great opportunity to kind of press more or less a reset button on the world. I think this is a great opportunity for us to do something good. And so whether that means finding new ways to make the world sustainable, whether this is finding better ways for us to stay accountable according to the law, whether this is finding better ways to approach people and, and show love to them. I think this is a really, really good opportunity. And I think that, uh, you know, there was a, a concept that wasn't even, I, I didn't even think about it, but uh, there was, I think it was the city council of Minneapolis had voted for disbanding or defunding the Minneapolis police department uh, as yeah, it, they, as it is. They disbanded them. Yeah. They, they disbanded defunded. it completely. They haven't defunded them yet. Okay. And that's, so that's, that's in the works. Those are bills that are being uh, discussed. Yeah. And so my initial thought was, I mean, that's, it's just going to devolve into almost an anarchy because while there are bad cops out there, I believe that, and I choose to believe that the majority of cops are good. And it's just a matter of, you know, training them well and making sure that I, I consider them to be kind of like teachers where they have a very special and specific job ahead of them. And if you do it really poorly, then it has far greater ripples than most other jobs. Yeah. So you have to have people that are really passionate about it. People that feel a calling to it and are willing to do the job right, right. Well, regardless of it. Yeah. And, but even at that point, like the question is, what do you do about the bad ones? Yeah. Do you just fire them? Like in, in this case, like, I'm a hundred percent glad and like I support the officers who are responsible getting arrested. A hundred percent support that. But uh, like there are, there are other cops who like, like they've done this kind of stuff before and they've gotten off almost scot-free or that like the, the most they got was they got fired and that's it. And it's like, well, they shot someone. They, they, they took someone's life away. Someone right. that wasn't doing anything. Someone they already had on the ground. Like, like all this stuff happened and like this person just got away with it almost like, like, sure. They may have gotten fired, but like, so what, you can get another job. Like, come on. Yeah. But, and yeah. I think at the end of the day for me, it's just, we're going to need to call people to a, a higher standard. And I think with that, we have to, to first throw some love their way. And it's not necessarily forgiving the officers and completely absolving them of everything that they've done, but saying, you know, you have this job and if you don't think you can live up to, to a, the new standard, then we would ask that you would step aside so that other people can fill your place that really do want to be here. And we can have, while we don't, I don't expect perfection from police, but I do expect excellence. Yeah. And what we've seen is not excellence. Exactly, And so, yeah. And so there was the concept that I saw of disbanding all police as we know it, but that doesn't mean that we won't have any kind of law enforcement. We'll just have more specialized, not necessarily task forces, but organizations and groups in place to work with specific well, things. Yeah. Well, no, like one, one suggestion I've seen, which I, I think is a really good idea is uh, kind of dissolve the, the state of police as we have it right now and have specific units like which we technically do have but like we also have officers going from one unit to another constantly 
right. specific units for different things like traffic control and traffic citation. And then uh, like people who deal with armed robberies and things like that. Like people who deal with uh, like in, in this case specifically, which is sad, but like counterfeit bills. Right. Like, like people who deal with those individual things rather than having people jump from uh, like, like unit to unit, like someone who could be a meter maid, like one day, the next day going out on patrol with like a fully loaded weapon. Right. Yeah. And <clears throat> I think th there's just a lot of areas where I believe that the main problem is that there's not enough education. There's not enough experience behind it. For instance, gun violence. Yeah. With inside and outside the police force, I, I wholeheartedly believe that the Second Amendment should be upheld, but I also believe that there should be a greater incentive to educate everyone using a gun. Oh, absolutely. And so I think that extends especially to the police force. And going beyond that, you have things such as de-escalation of situations, negotiation. Yeah. And I think that these are all things that are really useful tools that are not necessarily being taught at this time or being as thoroughly taught as they should be. And so I think instead of defunding police and completely disbanding it and having nothing in place either, we pivot and, and have the pre-existing police force, which I think would be more fiscally responsible in this case. This would be the better option money monetarily, but we would have uh, a pivot and call the current police officers to a higher standard or have greater specialization within law enforcement yeah that would be more expensive and it'd be a lot longer to implement but i believe it'll also be a good option but that's that's just me a week after it's been it's only been what a week and a half mm -hmm. since george floyd's death and so much has already happened dude it's an insane amount of stuff that's happened like 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 it or not protests like get stuff done and whenever there's riots on top of that like that that's a fear like riots are instilling fear and like that's getting stuff moving it's it's weird but yeah. that's how things are working yeah uh no did you okay speaking about like gun violence and stuff another fun topic um, mm -hmm. did you see that have you seen that video of the guy who's at a gun range and like he's like taking selfies with like a pistol and like he's just like like going back and forth like acting like he's shooting but he's not and then with his finger on the trigger, like an idiot, mm. holds the gun up to his friend's head right behind him. Oh. And like, he's just doing it to take a selfie. Oh, like, no. He gets tackled by these guys. Like, no, the, no, one yeah. gets hurt. no one gets hurt except for that guy. But like, he gets tackled by these guys because <sighs> they're like, it's like, what an idiot. Like, I'm sorry, but like, dude, if you support the Second Amendment, like, I understand. But do you think that guy should have a gun? Like that guy, that guy almost killed his friend. Yeah. Like, because he wanted to look cool. Yeah. For me, that just goes back to greater education. I think before you even are allowed to do that kind of thing, you should have. You should have a mandatory the, training. Yeah, and a and a healthy respect and fear for that thing, because it can very easily end a life. So right. having that, I. I recognize it as, as what it is. And I see it as a weapon to either defend yourself or attack someone else. And you need to have 
in that scenario, it is going to seriously injure someone if you'd use it correctly or incorrectly. But those odds of you actually hurting someone incidentally will dramatically decrease if you have respect for the weapon and greater education for it. So yeah. I, I can't chalk it all up to uneducation or a lack of education on the weapon. You know, there are a lot of people that know exactly what they're doing and use it anyway. But, you know, it, it's uh, just learning about it, I think, is a, is a great tool that we can have. Knowledge is one of the greatest tools we have as humans. Yeah, absolutely. Man, I want to get back to the funny stuff. <laughs> like, yeah. really and there's really no good transition for it either you can't go from the really com- really serious conversation to hey let's talk about marijuana songs or whatever oh, actually i do have a more fun topic okay okay uh, so because i'm a hypocrite nice the best i'm sure you saw my text that i sent you which one hang on let me i let me look as the hypocrite i am got tiktok Oh, I did see that. Yep. I wasn't sure which one you were referring to. Yeah. Those were good. I, I enjoyed those that those, you sent me. Those are, and that, those are the only reason I joined TikTok. Also, I yeah. learned now that TikTok actually changed their whole thing and like they're, um, they are able to curate stuff for like your, your taste. Like they'll really? review what your taste is and they'll like set up your homepage to throw in stuff that you might like. Yeah. That very fancy algorithm. But yeah, so for anyone who's wondering, this is what my TikToks that I liked were. Oh, whoops. It's primarily audio, right? Yeah. Okay, good. I was, I was worried you were just going to... Too relatable for part two. Number six, the time a gorilla with garbage cans chased him and his friends while they would dance because they were so happy about it. Number seven, the time he um, killed a dog with a rock thing shot out of his belly button. Number eight, the time he threw a squirrel to his brother that had just gone out of jail. Number nine, the time he carved some faces into some women's and nobody bought them because he advertised them as limes. And number ten, the time he watched from a tree while his robot took a bath because he's a little robot pervert. <laughs> oh, man. So what I just played was the the second half of it. The first half of it is fantastic. Times Heathcliff. Oh. Five times Heathcliff was just too relatable. Number one, the time when he had a sandwich for lunch and it flew out of his lunchbox because it had wings <laughs> and the guy he's with said, I prefer whole wheat. Number two, the time he had a serious meat tooth, so he got up a parasail and went straight to the meat store. <laughs> <laughs> a bunch of hot dog rolls off the roof signify that the grill is officially open. Number two of him fought two dogs at church and uh, the pastor said, I'm going to need a bigger Bible, I guess, so he could hit the dogs with the Bible. Number five, the time he had a ham party with ham hats and a ham flag and his dad came home and was so happy to have a ham party with Heathcliff. Thank you. (laughs) Big fan of that. I do that. That's just a small peep into into Robert's brain. Yeah, that's happening no, constantly. That's happening constantly. I'm t- I'm always thinking about Heathcliff. <laughs> but no, man, like I just love the the one where he's like, and the pastor said he would need a bigger Bible, so I guess he could <laughs> hit the dogs with the Bible. 
<laughs> there was um which doesn't make sense because he was he was a cat <laughs> uh i there's been a small shift in my brain like that i can only attribute to my girlfriend so what happened was she showed me a comedian His name is mitch hedberg oh dude i love <laughs> mitch hedberg and you know she showed me a couple of his bits and stuff and he has a very particular way of talking and <clears throat> every once in a while I would either quote something or I would try to make something completely normal sound like a Mitch Hedberg bit. So there's one, we go back and forth and one of us asks the other one, it's a bit about club sandwiches. Someone goes, yeah. how do you feel about frilly toothpicks? I'm for them. <clears throat> and so on, every once in a while I would just go and I go, man, there was one time I was looking at this candle and they said, man, it smells like oranges. So I took a bite out of it and it did not taste like oranges. And it's just like the most random things. And I, I don't like that my brain devolves into that anymore. But sometimes they're funny. Sometimes they're not. My favorite Mitch Hedberg joke of all time. Because I, I, I really like Mitch Hedberg. But um, my favorite joke of his ever is when people are talking about race, they will say that they don't care if someone is black, white, purple, or green. Hold up a second. Purple or green? <laughs> I think we need to draw the line somewhere. <laughs> to hell with purple people. <laughs> I think we are legally allowed to hate purple people. Yeah, unless they are suffocating. Help them. <laughs> it's my absolute favorite joke. It's, I love this stuff just because it's the most obvious things in the world where it's just like, I think rice is a great thing to eat whenever you are hungry and you want 12,000 12, of something. <laughs> Oh, it's so good. There are times whenever I am writing jokes, I think of one, but I do not have a pen and it is too far away. So I have to convince myself that it is not funny. I used to do drugs. I still do them, but I used to as well. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that joke is ironic because he overdosed. Ah, cool. Yeah, fun topic. Yep. Let's get back to it. <laughs> back hey, guys, DuckTales. Woo-hoo. DuckTales. <laughs> I think most movies are very strange. Why are we watching other people do other things that we could do ourselves? Yes, yeah, not all of his jokes were, were uh, like perfect. No, no. He had a role on that 70s show. Did he? Yeah, in the first season of it. I think it was after the first season he uh, passed away. Uh, yeah. But no, he, he played like um, the, the clerk at like their food spot called The Hub. Oh, and uh, my, my favorite bit from that again, another favorite Mitch, Hed Mitch Hedberg bit. But, um, he he was like standing behind the counter, and Ashton Kutcher's character comes up to him and he goes like, "Hey man, where's my tater tots?" And he goes, uh, "Hey look man, I did not lose both of my legs in the war to serve you tater tots, okay?" And he goes, "You have both legs, man." And he goes. Like I said, I did not lose <laughs> legs. <no more. laughs> like I told you previously. Exactly. It was like, it's so well done. Like they yeah. got the perfect guy for it. Yeah. I, I miss him, honestly. Like I wasn't around too long, like before like he died. Like I like I was only like seven or eight when he died. Cause he, I think he died in 2001 or 2000. Oh, okay. But, um, but yeah, so like, it sucks, like, and 
wish we still had him. I wish we still had like people like Chris Farley, uh, like Chris Farley, Robin Williams. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, there's another one. It's all, it's the most ironic death, I think. Uh, it's my favorite comedian. His name is John Panette, and he died. John Panet, how dare you? <laughs> I don't like you. Uh, so you said, it was, you said he is your favorite comedian. It it is John Panette. Okay, fine. I'll let, it's you John, I'll let you be wrong. I've watched like three or four of his specials, and he's always been introduced as John Panette. Yeah, he's doing it as a joke because he's a comedian. No, it wasn't him saying it. It was someone else saying right, it. He's making them say it that way as a joke. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. But he. He died. He, his whole thing was like he was a big, he's a big he's a big guy. I think he was somewhere at times like close to four or five hundred pounds or something like that. Is ridiculous. Like big big guy like Ravi May, yeah. Uh, but you know, kind of throughout his, you would see in certain bits throughout the years he would start losing weight. He'd go to the gym, and he would make jokes about all of that. Uh, but then he died because basically he lost too much weight too quickly and there were health problems with it he was working out too much and he was losing so much weight that he got sick and his body wasn't able to hand it, handle it oh, he died so the guy died doing the thing that he was always making jokes about oh man I mean, yeah that's ironic that is like the definition of irony no no okay so i used to I, I think i've told everyone this before i used to work at a thrift shop and uh while i was working there macklemore yeah nice um but no while while i was working there we would go to like estate sales and like we would pick up like all the singular things that were left over because we worked with an estate sales service um and whenever we did uh one time uh i decided to take a stance on something that was completely inconsequential it's like frilly toothpicks like frilly toothpicks i'm for them and Um, the other guy said i am against them and then we fought no, uh, I I started saying that irony didn't exist. That the concept of irony wasn't real. What? <laughs> <laughs> and it turned into maybe the most entertaining conversation I've ever had because it just like like everyone started like trying to come up with like situations that described irony and or like could be described as ironic. And so I was just like like no no you see you can say that all you want but that doesn't mean it's real like i just i just like any abstract concept like metaphors they're not a thing yeah metaphors don't it's just it's just an interesting way of saying another thing yeah so if you said wait okay so you say metaphors don't exist like that's like saying that uh like air doesn't exist because we can't see it that's a metaphor right in itself like (laughs) (laughs) you used a metaphor to prove metaphor. <laughs> <laughs> I like how we kind of just regressed into talking. <laughs> Congratulations, you have a big brain. <laughs> but yeah, so like it was, it was just so funny. Like they were all trying to come up with ideas of what irony was, like so they could like prove me wrong. And I was just like, this is wonderful because I have no stake in this. This is just <laughs> me wanting to mess around. You know, and this is what I love. Like, I want to find dumb conversations. Like, the, okay, I actually got a little bit heated about this at times, but the concept of water being wet, how many holes does a straw have, things like that. 
I love stuff like that because it is inconsequential and people get heated and it's the best. Yeah. What, okay, what's your, your whole thing about water being wet? Water is wet. Okay. And there, oh, I forget if I said if there was, if there were two holes, one hole or none. Because actually, I think there are zero holes. Wait, zero holes in what? In a straw. In a straw, there's one hole. Okay, you dig a hole in the ground. Yeah. Right? That's a hole. Yeah. Where's the bottom of it? I mean, there doesn't have to be a bottom for there to be a hole. Not necessarily. How many holes are in a shirt? One, two. Oh, yeah, actually, that's a good point. Because, like, it's all hollow on the inside. But, te but technically, the, the entrance point, the entrance or exit point are technically holes. So that would be, like, four holes on a shirt and then two holes on a straw. One hole at each end. They're just interconnected by a tunnel. Yeah, and like there's, there was a there was a, a train of thought that one of my friends had that I'm not able to replicate just because I'm not smart enough to do it. But they explained to me why every single one of the options is correct. Yeah, and I forget the whole train of thought because it was really good. It was it's actually my roommate now this oh. upcoming year. I'm super pumped. He's a good guy. He's also He's just weird. He's a weird uh, guy. Those are the best roommates. <laughs> no, it's it's the funny kind of weird. Okay. Where it's just like a is he's goofy. Okay, I just hope that I hope he doesn't listen to this, but I hope it's not like my first college roommate. You know what I'm uh, talking about. I do. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but yeah, I he's a good guy, but man living with him was something else the dude didn't get into the into our room until like two or three in the morning like every night because he just stayed up playing video games uh yeah and then uh i snored so he didn't get any good sleep so like yeah. it, was just, it was just a bad setup in general so luckily yeah. got out of that in the second semester but yeah mm -hmm. dude, i'm upset because at our school you have only a few options. You have basically three options. You can live in the, in the dorms, you can live in the townhouses, or you can live in the apartments. And we had eight guys and we were like, campus. we're going to live in it. We're going to, well, yeah, but not for me. I can't yeah. do that. And so I, my friends and I, eight of us were wanting to get a townhouse together and we couldn't get a townhouse. We were very upset. So we had to go back to the dorms and I, I'm, I'm upset spaghetti about it because that means I can't cook as much and all of that jazz but it's gonna be all right i'm not better it's are, you okay. staying, are you staying in the dorms this next semester or are you going into like townhouses i'm going to the dorms nice. i'm gonna be in the walker dormitory Ooh, in the center of campus uh-huh so i think our it's better because our listeners love this <clears throat> conversation okay so <laughs> walker each each dorm just for the listeners who don't know the Walker dorm, each dorm has kind of its own stereotype. With Walker, it's the quiet people that kind of keep to themselves. Hutch is the freak show where no one likes to live. Hey, how dare you? I lived in Hutch. Am I wrong? We're homebodies, am I, okay? We're homebodies. Am I wrong? And, and the, the soccer athletes. players. The soccer players live there. Yeah, not a fan of the athletes. <laughs> but then Jay Alvin is the frat house where the strangest things happen. Yep. And uh, 
Mayfield, which is an all-girls dorm. J. Alvin is the only all-male dorm, and Mayfield is the only all-female dorm. Yeah, so they're and like Mayfield, the of the campus. Yeah. They're a little less extreme than J. Alvin. J. Alvin's just weird. That's true. Ooh, it's strange. And I lived in J. Alvin for the first two years. Well, you, because had, a giant, you, you had a giant playground in the middle of your like dorm pretty, like, that was crazy. pretty much it was the best it was for a high energy extrovert like me yeah. it was awesome i did get bored of it because it always smelled bad and the rooms were tiny and so i wanted to get out because of those two things mm-hmm. and so i'm now in the quieter area but that does not mean that my friends and i will not make it cool because we i think there the eight of us are on the same hall we have a really cool RA and we have some cool people on the hall. So I'm really excited because I think we're going to transform a little bit of that culture in Walker and make it really dope. That's awesome. I like that a lot. Yeah, I'm excited. It's going to be a good time. Also, I've spent way too much time doing other, like, because I, up until I, I just got a job recently. And so I'm going to start that this week, but up until uh, today, actually, I think, yeah, today's my first day technically. Um, but I just, I didn't really have any work to do today. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I have been playing Minecraft. I've been watching anime. I've turned into a full, I've gone back a few <laughs> years. I've reverted back to my high school self and I'm not sure how I feel about it. I understand that entirely. It's what happens when all your friends are hanging out together and you can't, so you have to figure out a way to, you know, entertain yourself because your girlfriend's also not able to, to be around. So I'm, I've been having fun playing Minecraft and watching My Hero Academia. Mm-hmm. How do you like My Hero Academia? Oh, dude, it's so good. It's good I, I am on episode, I think there are 88 episodes and I'm on 83. Oh, dude, you're almost caught up like me. I'm almost done. Yeah. I'm I'm fully caught up and I'm super happy about it. It's so good, dude. Have you, have you been watching subs or dubs? Uh, I've been watching subs. Yeah. Okay. Subs is the only way to do it. Dude, I'm not sure. The dub of My Hero Academia is pretty darn good. Is it good? Okay. Yeah. Because I was watching another anime called Log Horizon and the dub was awful. Yeah. Oh no, dude. There. So anything done by Funimation is typically pretty well done. Okay. But yeah. So like. All of Funimation's dubs are, I, I would say, nine out of ten, and they screw okay. up like some like pronunciations and like, uh, like emotion and scenes, but like that's pretty much it. Okay, yeah, I I like the the dubs because first off, I have to pay attention, mm-hmm. and so that forces me to really get involved with the story, and uh, it's just a really good thing for me because it, I can, tend to kind of daze off and not pay attention whenever something isn't really happening. But with yeah. dubs, you, you are forced to pay attention, and I love that. Yeah. And so I've really gotten into the, the lore of the TV show. This is the most I've reacted to a TV show. I, I've freaked out during fight scenes and whatever that I, I have not done that in such a long time. Every oh, other yeah. time I've been watching something. Dude, the last cartoon where like I like freaked out like that about like fight scenes or like emotional scenes was avatar the last airbender Ooh, mm-hmm. like man like there's one scene in particular like uh, like a kiss that happens where like i i think i was like 15 and i like i was sitting on the edge of my bed 
and I started kicking my bed as soon as like the two characters kissed. Like I was so excited that it happened. <clears throat> was it the very last one or was it? It was, it was the, it was the one, I don't want to spoil it for anyone. Um, Dude. Okay. Well, that's actually fair. Cause people are probably still watching it. Yeah. It just, but whatever. It just came in on Netflix. Just, yeah. And I think uh, starting in July, I'm going to watch it again. Yeah. I, I've been rewatching I, it. I'm in the second season now. Yeah. Uh, I want to rewatch it with people. Yeah. That's my thing. Yeah, I, I understand that entirely. Um, so I'm trying to get a group together. Um, but yeah, like, no, like, it's in the, I think it's in the, the third season. It's in the third season. Does it involve a, a moon? Um, oh, no, no, I know what you're talking about. Okay, okay. But is it the same kind of trail? Um, is the same I character know. involved? Uh, I think I know who you're talking about, maybe? Um, you can just, so... Um, the, the brother? Are you talking about the brother? Yeah. Uh, no. No. Okay. It's between the sister and the other guy. Oh, wait. That, it was that early? It was in the third season, yeah. Oh, it was the third season. Okay. I thought it was... Yeah, I remember they, that happened later also. Yeah, that happened at the end of the show. But mm-hmm. it also happened in the middle of the third season. I couldn't, I don't remember that. I need to re, I need to rewatch it. It needs to happen. It's fantastic. But yeah. All right. Oh man. Okay. So we've been doing this for a little over an hour. That's true. That's a good time. Yeah. I think it's um, good time. Do you have anything you want to say, Brandon, to the people listening, if there are any? No, I, I just say, you know, stay safe, love each other and have some fun. Don't get too serious about all this. Yeah, I agree. Um, Thank you for listening. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you. Thank you so much. I'm very, I'm very grateful for all of you guys and supporting us and having fun and, and allowing us to do this kind of thing. Thank you so much. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah. So, uh, yeah. The more listeners we get, uh, soon enough we're gonna have sponsors that are like real sponsors and not just. Um, like, don't be wrong. Thank you, Anchor, for hosting us. But like your sponsorships are weird (laughs) (laughs) sponsorships are whack so but we're very grateful very grateful um but yeah so thank you very much for listening my name is robert matthias i'm brandon estes this has been figure it out and we are sending it over to mcgruff see (laughs) y'all I like being me. Being me. And I know that you agree. I agree. It is so very true. True. You're the best at being you. Really you. Really you. Yeah. Yeah. I like every day. Every day. I can work and I can play. I play. Every day when it's done. Done. I look back on all the fun.